1: Southern to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Well, good Friday afternoon on a week that we thought maybe Friday would never get here. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studios uh, in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Luke Johnson and uh, Michael Murgens and some of the crew are at Sully's over in Pedal. We'll be joining them in a couple of minutes. Kelly Sander joins me as well. Uh, from his home this afternoon. And, uh, Kelly, before we go out to uh, out to the restaurant where Luke and those guys are, what a week, man. COVID-19, hurricanes, coaches departing. Uh, you've been around this uh, area a long time. Have you ever seen anything, uh, you know, more chaotic than this week was in Southern Miss?
1: I never have. And, I mean, as long as I've been around, which is significant. I, you know, I remember when the top-selling comedian in the country was Ish Kabibble.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. So, so we're we're going back a long time. What a mess. Yeah. And you know with 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 the impending elec- election on Tuesday, regardless of how that goes, we might be in for mess number 2 next week.
2: I think we're going to be in for a terrible mess next week, Kelly. And and the more I read and study what's going on around the country, the scarier it gets.
1: I I I couldn't yeah. couldn't agree further. We just uh just hope that God is in control and that uh, that calmer heads will prevail. Wow. I'm ready. I'm ready for a football game tomorrow, though. And and I'm actually going to leave the Crystal Palace, Bob. Is that right? But well, that's the Secret Service name for my house.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is the Chris, Crystal Palace? Are you, all the, are you giving all the help the day off and all, Phil?
1: Well, the weekends, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to do that.
2: I got um, you. You're such a kind man.
1: Well, again, it's a role that God has cast me in. But I'm actually I'm going to go to the game tomorrow against Rice. I
2: think, oh, I think it's
1: going to be a good one. I know Luke's got all the statistics broken down, and we're ready to peel back this onion and talk some football today.
2: There you go. Well, Luke is at the Sully's in Petal, Mississippi. We're always happy to have uh, Sully's part of our Eagle Hour broadcast. And uh, now, Luke, I had a turkey sandwich for lunch. Something tells me you and Mergens did a little better.
0: Morgan's got a black and blue burger. I actually got the knock'em silly Philly, and I put it in a uh, put it in a wrap, and so it was uh, was steak, onions, peppers, and they put queso in there. Now I got sweet potato fries, and I'll tell you more about that next segment. But they were they were unbelievable, and and it is called Sully's out here, not Kilrains, because John L. Sullivan beat Jake Kilrain in round seventy-five on July the eighth, eighteen eighty-nine. So yeah, the, the the caption, the play-by-play was the the knockout blow. Sullivan hits Kilrain, a moderate blow on his chest, and Kilrain goes down for the last time. I'm staring at a picture of the fight right now. But it is called Sully's because Mr. Sullivan won. And what I just ate was a knockout, too. Really good lunch. Well,
2: there we go. It's Friday. That means uh, high school football tonight. Well, some high school football tonight. Not a lot, actually. And then and then uh, I guess all week long what people that follow Southern Miss have been waiting for, and that's to do something besides hear about coaches leaving uh, COVID affecting the football team, all the stuff that seems to be swirling around Southern Miss football these days. Luke, as a former player, I, I guess if you're a member of the current team, you, you'll just be relieved to block out the noise for a couple hours and get on the field Saturday.
0: That, that's what they've been looking forward to. I mean, you, it's kind of like uh, no matter what, Bad maybe happening around you. There's something out in front of you that you can fight for and reach for. And these guys have been doing that for for two o'clock. You know tomorrow, and that, that's the way you deal with stuff. And uh, the way that this season has been so you know tumultuous. These guys realized, I mean, they got each other, and uh, I remember we had one of those times where we were facing a losing season, and before we went out on the field, Dustin Allman, who's going to be the color analyst tomorrow on the ESPN3 broadcast with Jason Baker, um, he got us in a circle, the seniors, and uh, we we held hands right there in that team meeting room before we went out and took the field against Tulane. And, he just said, you know, we got each other, and uh, we, we got each other's back, and we went out and won a football game and went to a bowl game. And it's what you got to think has been happening with some of those seniors, some of those leaders this week, and, and they, are, they will be ready tomorrow at 2.
1: Tell yeah, us- and I want I to mention something, too, along those lines, what Luke was just talking about. <clears throat> when Coach Bauer was at the helm and tragically uh, lost his oldest daughter in a, in a car accident, and um, – and the, the game was, there was a game coming up, but like, the, even the next day or the day, something like that, but very close in proximity to timeline. And Coach Bauer coached that game a day or two after losing, you know, his daughter. And people asked him about that, you know, when, of course, lesser men would have, you know, and, and reasonably taken some time off. He said, I needed to coach that game just to get my mind off of things, you know. To, to get zeroed in on something else so it, it is interesting how something like that can can help people get through you know some tough times
2: well I think if if, if there's one thing that uh, college football has done this year it helps you get your mind uh, off of other things it's been kind of pleasant to sit down in the evenings on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday night and turn on the TV and watch a football game for a couple three hours and uh, and get your get your mind off of all the stress that's Swirling around every one of them, Kelly Center. I'm an old school football guy, and you know we can analyze games to death and say this and that. But I think, I think Southern Miss has got to start playing a lot better defensively if if they hope to salvage the year. Seems to me that in most cases the offense has played good enough to win, but the defense, in all honesty, has just been dreadful. Well,
1: th- this game tomorrow is essentially a pick 'em. I mean, you know, Rice might be getting one point depending on who you talk to. Southern Miss might be getting a point. So it's essentially a a pick 'em game. I feel really good about the the game tomorrow, Um, and it started. I started to get encouraged, particularly with the second half that the Eagles played, you know, last weekend. Rice is not Alabama, okay? And I know this Rice team with the people that they had coming back, they were they were projected to be, you know, much better. It's still early in their season. Remember, this is only going to be their second game. So they haven't shown the promise that a lot of people thought that this Rice team was going to have this year. I think Southern Miss is going to put it together tomorrow, and and win and and beat Rice, and I think I think pretty handily, maybe uh, ten to fourteen points.
2: Hmm. Are you a betting man, Kelly?
1: I was married at one time, <laughs> so yeah.
2: All right, I'm not going. I'm not going. am not going to go down that road with you, Sandy. Lou Johnson, you agree? Southern Miss just got to play better defense. It's just been difficult to watch uh, defensively this year.
0: One of the things that it helps you, I think it hurts Southern Miss because Rice has you know five games on tape to watch, and Southern Miss only has one game to watch on Rice. At the same time, they know from last year what Coach Bloomgren and the Rice Owls like to do. What it does, in one sense, it frees you up. You just worry about you. You just go out there and 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 be you and play you and run your schemes and run your plays. And of course, obviously, there you you react and you game plan and all that stuff. But at the same token, you, you. Kind of don't under know maybe what they're going to throw your way, and so you just fix you. And I, I think that's the way they got to do it. And last week they you know four touchdown passes in the air from Rice that is a concern, but I, I think the best thing for the Eagles for this week was that they got on the field last week. And there, there's no way to replicate game speed. There's no way to replicate game experience. And they, last week, I mean, they did look dreadful Bob, or Bob in the first half especially because they hadn't played in in three weeks, and it, and it showed. So I, I think coming back home they have the ability and jack abraham's back um, tomorrow and not sure about tate whatley's uh, w- whether he's going to be available or not but I-, I think it does in some ways allow them to just to go out and to focus on themselves and to do what they're going to do
1: yeah but i don't want to i don't want to dogpile on the defense too much here i mean i mean liberty has a darn good offense and rice's offense is not going to be near as formidable as Liberty's was, and we had a lot of defensive players that were down last week that didn't even make that trip. So I look, I look for a completely different um, manner of, of approach in that game tomorrow. And like I said, I, I feel really good about the Eagles' uh, chances tomorrow.
2: Fair to say, though, Kelly, though there's been defensive struggles past the Liberty game.
1: Well, uh, but, uh, yes, but, but again, the, they looked. We didn't have our all of our number ones. The Eagles didn't have all their number ones on defense. And they were playing probably the best offense that they're going to face other than UAB up to this point. Rice is not Liberty in any sense, you know, offensively. You know, Rice is not going to present the challenge that Liberty did. And we, the Eagles have got most of their guys back defensively. So I, I think it's going to make a big difference.
0: All right. Uh, well, can, historical... can I can I gently can I gently push back? Gently push yeah. back. North Texas scored thirty one on us. Yeah.
2: How about Tulane? <laughs> Did we up forget at least the Tulane points
0: in in every game? Well, Tulane's an anomaly. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying they're going to have to make stops. They they have forced turnovers, but they're going to have to make big stops, uh, and and that's just the fact of it. And Rice is a team. This is a Stanford offense. This is where Bloomgren came from. They do a great job in the running game, and they have the ability to hit you over the top and so Eagles got to be prepared for a balanced offense tomorrow from Rice.
2: Right, and there have been some entertaining games in recent years between uh, Rice and Southern Miss, so uh, we hope that's the case tomorrow with the Eagles coming out on top in the end. All right, uh, Luke, Michael, and the guys are at Sully's in uh, Pedal. We're going to go back down and visit with uh, one of the Sully's managers here in just a few minutes, and Luke is going to give us the secret about those sweet potato fries that uh, he had earlier, so uh, stay with us. Lots to come on the Eagle Hours.
1: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour, Friday edition. Glad you're with us wherever you're listening around the state this afternoon or online, perhaps. Uh, no matter how you've tuned in, we're just glad you're here. And I uh, look forward to spending the next 45 minutes or so with you as we uh, wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour. This segment, of course, every day is sponsored by our really good friends at Campus Bookmart. And campusbookmart.net, you know where they're at. They're located on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus. Tomorrow will be open prior to game time, so it'll be a great time for you to stop by Campus Bookmart and pick up some new Southern Miss swag for your body, for your house, for your car. And if you prefer to shop online, you can do that seven days a week at campusbookmart.net. Well, earlier today, while I was eating a cold uh, turkey sandwich at my house, Luke was dining at sully's in petal and uh, had a big philly cheese steak sandwich and sweet potato fries and all served up by the manager mallory malone who joins luke now and uh, luke i'll let you and mallory take it away
0: Mallory, he's just jealous, and he's the one that set this up and sent me out here. So it's his (laughs) loss, right? But, hey, uh, thanks for the lunch today. It was unbelievable. Great to be here at Sully's and and pedal with you.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. How were the crab claws?
0: They were. Yeah, Bob, I forgot to tell you, we had crab Crab claws, claws, too. She she brought up. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was really good. So we're here in Sully's, and uh, we've already referenced the fight, and uh, we always like to talk about what happened in 1889 and mm-hmm. 75 rounds and all that. First question we got though, since this is a sports show, I'm in South Mississippi, and uh, you and I are talking about, you know, what, what we're going to talk about on the show. And you come out with like a Vikings tumbler, and and that's kind of war. <laughs> War Words on the show, because Michael Mergen's our producer, is, is a Bears fan. So I really have m- met few Vikings fans in South Mississippi. Is this legit? I mean, you're it a Vikings fan? It is legit, fan?
3: yeah. I have the swag, I have a blanket, I have everything. How? been to Minnesota to a game. Really? Yes, I have. What's the story on that? So I started off with Brett Favre. So, yeah, whenever I was younger, I wasn't really old enough to watch football, so I... Um, Caught his last two years at Green Bay because most people are like, well, if you're a Brett Favre fan, then why wouldn't you be a Packers fan? Well, I wasn't old enough to catch all of his years there, so I followed him from – uh, Packers to the Jets, and then from the Jets to the Vikings. And then when he retired, I just stuck with him. And it's been 11 years. That's, so
0: that's incredible. So yeah, I, I found that out too. My, my Or my dad found that out too. My dad thought he was a Packers fan. And then when Brett left, he realized that he hated the Packers and he loved yeah. Brett. Thankful you didn't decide on the Jets. Okay. Thankful yeah, that you. I'm
3: glad he moves to the Vikings, <laughs> even though they're not doing so hot this year, but that's okay. So
0: you're Kirk Cousins guy.
3: Well, sure.
0: <laughs> there you go, Bob. Y'all got okay. something in common. Bob says the exact, exact same thing. So yeah. uh Sully's always great food, what's going on and I know the holidays are coming up and mm-hmm. you guys have lots of stuff going on. It's been a wild year. It has. But we were sitting in here just a minute ago eating lunch and we said, Man, it feels just man, it feels a little normal, you know, talking about football mm-hmm. tonight. Tell us what's been going on at Sully's, what you guys got going on?
3: So, right now we're at 75% capacity. Um, We do um, parties right now, still. We can only do 10 people per table, Um, but we have these two rooms. We're taking reservations. We're splitting people up like we need to. Um, Our staff's wearing masks. We're staying um, with the protocols that we have to do while still having people come in. Um, We also have our curbside service go in full swing. We're going to keep that permanent. Um, People will love to do that versus coming in has that
0: that been a big hit i mean not just because of covid but i mean Mm -hmm. it's been a how how does all that work how does the curbside work here at sully's
3: so they just call in their order um they tell us what vehicle they're in we set up a whole new big to-go station in our kitchen so we can see whenever people pull up um and our girls are on it in a timely manner they get the food out and we haven't had any complaints with it was at all. Was curbside
0: one of those things? Did y'all introduce it April, May, something like that? And did it, did it hit hit immediately, or is it just kind of gradually built to where it is it's now? It's
3: gradually built. So at the beginning of COVID, we started doing pop-up eats around, and that re- is really what helped business was doing that, going out in the pond belt delivering food. Um, and in the meantime, we were also doing curbside, um, and curbside just blew up. So we we're keeping that permanently for sure. Yeah,
0: right out in front, you've, you've got the big signs you can pull pull in. I mean, you get a front row seat, you know, if, if you got curbside. Uh, we're we're in one of the, the, the back rooms of more of a party room. This is a great place with Thanksgiving, with Christmas stuff coming up. People can, man, they can have an office party, a family party, a family meal back here. This is a great, you have some great places for that here at Sully's and Pedal.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, we take all of our reservations online at ilovesullys.com, and we take Christmas parties, uh, work parties, um, and we we take those by reservation. So, um, that's usually a huge hit. These two rooms, one will fit up to 30, one will fit up to 40. And like I said, even with COVID, we can keep these tables split up and it's still private. We can shut the door. So it's still, um, a really good spot to, for Christmas parties for
0: sure. People always like coming to Sully's. Uh, I'm, I'm a steak guy. I, even though I didn't get a, a steak today or a rib up oh boy, I got that, um, knock them silly Philly. It was fine, but. At the same token, you guys, and this is what I always will talk about when when I'm thinking about silly, the, the catering aspect of it, because most of the time, you know, you don't think that quality food like this can come to you where you are. And that has just been something that that Sully's has been known for. Crazy good food and really reasonable catering menu too. Tell us about Mm -hmm. the catering, what you guys got going on with that.
3: Um, So our catering menu is all online as well. Um, Hamburger steak, chicken pasta, um, those are two of our really big ones um, that we do a lot of. Um, But...
0: People call and, and, you know, is there a limit to how many people you can serve? And how does that, they, they bring the, to you and to your, you know, these christmas parties and i mean shoot football parties people are watching football right now mm-hmm. you have the opportunity people can't tailgate on campus at southern miss it right now but no. they can tailgate at the house you know and um i'm, I'm looking online right now on i love and yeah you just click on the, the catering menu beef tips shrimp and garlic pasta mm-hmm. they do bring the ribeye we
3: do we do yeah those are really good for sure, it seems like
0: when also when I think of Sully's, uh, I just mentioned my love for steak, but but the steaks here are, are phenomenal. What 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 goes into that that separates you guys, you know, with your steaks from from other places that people might go to?
3: So we um, we offer USDA prime and certified Angus beef ribeye cuts. Um, they're cut to order, so they're fresh. We get them in weekly. Um, people can even order them at larger amount ounces that they would like to. So um, it's kind of Um, up to the customer how large they'd want their steak. And it's freshly cut in-house, nothing frozen. We're microwave-free kitchen, um, so everything stays fresh for sure. One
0: of the things we were talking about, too, because you're located uh, right off of the Evelyn Gandy Parkway here in Petal, and everybody knows uh, the other one on Highway 11 in, in South Hattiesburg. This is, uh, uh, when when you think about, you look at the location of Sully's and you walk in, and it's just what you guys have done with this building. I mean, it really is a, a great dining atmosphere, even for lunch, but especially at night
3: yeah um it's definitely a huge space, uh especially with these two private rooms from the outside looking in. It doesn't look like it's as big as it is, but it is um so people definitely like the the spaciousness of it um and then our tavern seventy five bar is kind of behind a small wall, so it's kind of you know a little private as well, and people love that.
0: What's been the toughest thing, and I guess I have to ask this. I mean, it seems like everything we talk about, (laughs) C-O-V-I-D-19, is in there somewhere. Yeah. What's been the most challenging aspect of of this year, and what's been maybe the most rewarding aspect of this year?
3: Um, challenging for sure um, would be the fact that we had to close down our main dining and trying to figure out um, how to stay in business, which is what those pop-ups really did. Our staff came together because we did have to you know, cut staffing as well since we didn't need servers on the floor. Um, but the staff that did stay with us, um, they came together and really pushed and helped us promote Sully's to a um, broader area since we went out and delivered um so that was definitely rewarding to be able to show people what Sully's is all about that d- has never heard of us before um so that was definitely um the most rewarding
0: so tomorrow southern mist it, it this helps if you're out there and you're coming in to hattiesburg to watch the uh, southern mist game you can come eat what i just ate and I ate the, em, the knock the silly Philly. <laughs> like silly Philly. But, yeah. but you guys have a great lunch menu. I mean, one of our guys here, Todd, he got he got the hamburger steak. I mean, when you look at the dinner menu and then you look at the lunch menu, it's not just like, you know, uh, bird feed. I mean, you just kind of pick at something. There's like, I mean, I, when I think of a restaurant like Silly, like, protein, protein, you know, and yep. that lunch menu is a great option for people coming into the game tomorrow I can stop by and, and see you all and, and eat lunch here.
3: Mm-hmm. For sure. Our uh, midday favorite menu runs from 11 to 2. Um, Um, Like you said, all protein, uh, definitely fill you up. And we have our beef tips at lunch that you don't get to enjoy at night. That's only for lunch. Um, So, yeah, you definitely have to check that out.
0: So a real Vikings fan (laughs) in South Mississippi, and we have Brett Favre to thank Bob Getty.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Viking (laughs) fan, better, I guess, than a Redskin fan. (laughs) they have, they no have such our thing they have the our quarterback They're all and, gone. Uh, yeah they have our quarterback and they still have a name so I mean I think it's uh I think she's probably a lot smarter than guys like me hey dear thanks for coming on the show just is. let me give you a cautionary word watch those guys when they come down there now they will they will eat you out of house and home and so uh, limit their portions the next time can you do that for us
3: <laughs> I'll try but I can't make any promises
2: all right thanks for coming on the show we'll be back Kelly's gonna rejoin <laughs> Thank us you for having me We're going to talk about games throughout Conference USA uh, when the Eagle Hour rolls on. miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon as we enter the third segment of the show today, sponsored by uh, today, D-Bat and D-1 Training. What state-of-the-art facilities right here in Hattiesburg, training for athletes of uh, every age, really. Uh, if you've got a kid that uh, maybe a baseball player, softball player, D-Bat, if you just want to do physical training like my friend Kelly Sander does weekly uh, at D-1. And Kelly, I understand they've knocked what? Two or three seconds off your 40-yard down at D1 since you started training daily.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm, I'm almost uh, out of double digits. You know? <laughs> for a and, 70. And, 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 a and 70. Kelly,
2: with the line of the day, guys, um, we're, of course, broadcasting uh, at Sully's and Pedal. And Kelly, with the line of the day, if the federal authorities are ever looking for our sales rep, Todd LZ, uh, just show up when they're giving free meals to Eagle Hour at Sully's, and he'll be sitting. He'll be sitting right there at the table for you to apprehend. Is that right, Senator?
1: There, there won't be. Won't be any fight. Won't be any, any fuss. Just put these on, Mister Elby. Put, put these
2: cuffs on. You're so kind, Kelly. I'm telling you, you're so kind. All right. Uh, Football around the league again today. Of course, a really good matchup with Louisiana Tech and UAB. But, Luke, kind of summarize who all is playing this weekend and and where Conference USA fans ought to have their eyes focused.
0: Well, the game was supposed to be tonight. Marshall at FIU. That's been postponed. Another postponed game. North Texas at UTEP. So, five games tomorrow in the league starting at 11 a.m. tomorrow. UTSA at Florida Atlantic. Uh, of course, Rice at Southern Miss at 2. Um, the, the, the big game, I should say, it's on stadium tomorrow league-wise. UAB at Louisiana Tech at 2.30, 6 p.m. Charlotte at Duke, and then 9.15 on ESPN Western Kentucky out in Provo against the BYU Cougars.
2: Yeah, now that UAB-Louisiana Tech game, guys, could go a long way toward deciding uh, who, who represents the West in the conference championship game, right?
1: Yeah, and if you—if you—it uh, it does. Yeah, because yeah, if—and really, if you're a Southern Miss fan, you want La Tech to win that game.
2: Yeah, because UAB's really sitting at the top of the perch right now, for sure.
1: Right. Yeah, because yeah. and, and La Tech's already lost two. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I know I know they beat the Eagles, but so far the Eagles have only lost one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the more the more blemishes we can put on UAB's record. You know, somebody else doing the dirty work.
0: Yeah, if, at least for now. This is how wild it is, guys. If the Eagles win tomorrow and La Tech beats UAB, Southern Miss is tied for first place in the West with UAB and UTSA, depending on what they do. God. To the top, baby!
2: <laughs> it's like the NFC East, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to the top.
2: <laughs> Maybe the winner of the Conference USA West should play the winner of the NFC East, Santa.
1: <laughs> you know, but but as crazy as this year has been. Wouldn't that make sense? That the Eagles will win the West.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably you know, I mean, so.
1: As crazy as it's been, and that's not to say that, that that's far fetched in any other year. But this year, it just—it just with everything that's gone on with the football program, it would almost be poetic justice for the Eagles to pull this off it's and just... win the West. And they could still do it. I mean, they've—they've they've got their destiny in their own hands, and any team that's all you ever want. Right, to be able to, to do your own work.
2: Is it crazy know? enough in 2020, Kelly, that the Eagles could win Conference USA and then maybe play in the Rose Bowl?
1: Well, you know, <laughs> since they're not putting any win restrictions on teams this year, yeah. You know, bring them on, you know. Bring on the Washington
2: Huskies. Or, right, right. You know? uh, what do you think, Luke? Uh, does uh, Tech have what it takes to knock UAB off the purge? Now, the Blazers are really good at home. And overall, they've been very good, but uh, Tech's been a little suspect. Who are you liking that one?
0: Tech's the offense for Tech. They're only only averaging about three twenty a game, I think, and they've they've given up a, a whole lot more. UAB is good on defense, and of course, UAB has the ability to run the football with Spencer Brown, who's who's been really good, and he's he's averaging right at hundred yards a game. So, yeah, it's going to be about Luke Anthony, uh, the quarterback for Louisiana Tech. Can he uh, you know hit the Blazers' defense? A 1,000 yards right now, 12 touchdowns, only three picks, so doesn't turn the ball over much. He was the quarterback that came in against Southern Miss and really led Tech in that, that comeback in the second half. So, yeah, I, I, I tend to, to say UAB, but, man, you never you never know what happens when a team goes on the road, and just depending on what the crowd's going to be like tomorrow in Ruston, uh, yeah, it could, could cause a little trouble. And, and, you know, if you're a Southern Miss fan, you you be a Bulldog fan tomorrow for sure.
1: Well, and, I- really, and really, you guys, if LaTeX Tech loses that game, they're done. Yeah. For all practical purposes. Yeah. They can't win the west if they if they lose that game tomorrow. So it it really means a lot for tech.
2: Let me tell you what the guarantee is in that game though, Senator. This is you can write this down. This is the guarantee. There will be more fans at the game than at a Joe Biden rally.
1: I think I think there would be more people in a in a telephone
2: booth. <laughs> that a Joe Biden rally, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, on, on a more serious note, uh, right before we went on the air, I, I booked Dick Vogel on the show uh, Monday. And for those of you who don't know, Dick is the uh, former head of the Eagle Club. He, he now does similar work for William Carey University. But Dick's been in the business a long time, has a real insight into uh, what universities are facing financially, And I think that'll be a very interesting conversation, Luke. I think he can separate what you pointed out earlier this week, which are, for lack of a better term, the fantasies of Southern Miss fans regarding the quote-unquote splash hires for the new head coach and the reality of what is the best a school like USM can strive for in this current environment.
0: Well, I, th- I think the, the splash hire is a word that, that shouldn't be used because what happens is it's a subjective term. I mean, it basically assumes that, you know, this name resonates with me. This name does not resonate with me. This name resonates with my friends. This name does not resonate with my friends. Jeremy McClain, and this is what I asked him the other day, you do want to hire a guy that's going to bring excitement. You, you got to. And, and Jeremy used the word balance. At the same token, I'm not just going to go out and get somebody that can rah-rah the troops if he doesn't know X's and O's. If, if he can't, if, if he doesn't have a record of winning, you know, I mean, it's just because, uh, well, you know, that that guy has some great concepts, and that guy has a great personality, but he goes three and nine every year. Like, we're not going to do something like that. And we're not just going to bring somebody in that, you know, would, would just simply resonate. But I do think on the, the names that we've spelled out on this show and the names that that we think could possibly be included, I think there's a great combination for both of those. I mean, if you're looking at, you know, if, if Jamie Chadwell is on that, quote, short list, if Kane Womack is on that, quote, short list, you know, I mean, both of those guys, and, you know, even like Will Hall, I mean, a great recruiter. There's a reason why a dandy dozen players in Mississippi are going to New Orleans, Louisiana, and it's because Will Hall knows how to recruit the state of Mississippi. So Southern Miss fans, I think that will be good to get Dick's take on it because it will show us that names don't mean everything. You go out and you get the best guy for your situation that can coach football, and guess what? I guarantee you Southern Miss fans are going to be excited about who he picks because Jeremy's done Done it before, and he's going to do it this time.
2: Right? Your thoughts, Kelly?
1: And he's got and he's got a little bit of money to play with. Yeah. You know, I mean, before you, you, that really that really hampered your ability to to reach out. You know, because you, you know that you know the answer before you ever ask it. You know, but now, but now you know you can you can recruit coaches with a little bit of swag because you got a little more money to talk about. So uh, that, that's going to open up the possibilities for sure. But I think I think the assistant coaching pool, that's going to be one of the discussions that any candidate is going to want to have with Jeremy. is Look, you know, we're, there's only so far we can go with this program unless we get some good assistants in here. And part of getting good assistants and uh, choosing good assistants are ones that know how to recruit. You were talking about Will Hall. Not only was he recruiting guys out of the state of Mississippi, but, but because of Tulane's academic standard, you know, it's a certain type of uh, student athlete, I mean, guys who are really, really sharp in the books. So uh, that's, that's just another, you know, plus for him. And it it's all, all goes all part of the puzzle.
2: And fair to say, Luke, that um, in all honesty, that was, that was something that Jay Hobson was never afforded. He was never really afforded uh, the type of budget that hopefully the new coach will receive uh, to get the level of assistance that may have, may have helped him a lot more.
0: Well, the, the numbers that you know just been kind of floated out there is that there's a chance that they could possibly double, almost double their assistant pool, and the, the right coach coming in, he's not going. And this is how it works: that the head coach in a, a group of five school, with, he knows that he doesn't have a, a power five pool or a high group of five pool at Southern Miss. So what he's going to do is he may take a hundred, two hundred thousand less. He, he, if, if you know, if you got eight. Seven fifty to nine, or seven fifty to a million. He might take eight fifty and put and pump another one fifty back in his pool because a head a a good head coach knows uh, that he can't do anything without assistance. And real good head coaches, they're really good football coaches, but lots of times they hire. Uh, up-and-coming football minds that they may even consider better than them. And and so that's what's going to happen. It's not just about getting the right guy. It's about getting the right guy who's going to bring the writer guys in to coach up the team.
2: Which, Kelly, is exactly what I had to do here. I had to take 100000 a year less in order to get you and Luke on the Eagle Hour. And I hope you two are grateful for the sacrifice that I made.
1: Well, I think Mr. Davenport probably had to was going to buy another house then because that 100,000 that he saved on you did, did not have a trickle-down effect. I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> no triple down trickle-down economics here at the Super Talk. Is that what you're saying, Kelly? That, that's right. No such thing. Right. All right. See USA Picks as we uh, continue the Eagle Hour and Luke continues to join us from Sully's and Petal to wrap up another week. Hope you'll stick around.
1: Hour. the Eagle Hour Southern Miss to the top.
2: Hey, welcome back! Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. This segment is sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. What a great place to buy a new vehicle this weekend—car, SUV, truck. They've got a huge selection. Great reputation uh, for really doing good work with their customers. service after the sale. If you're in the market for a new car, truck, uh, be sure you check Hattiesburg Toyota out before. Uh, you make your next buy and Kelly thanks to you I did get a call from the US Marshall Service and they wanted to clarify if we were at the Sullies in Hattiesburg or Pedal. So uh you may wanna you may want to tip Elsie off, uh, Luke, to cut the two extra desserts short and get out of the building.
0: <laughs> yeah Elsie's right. listening right now so just get ready. <laughs> I thought
2: I heard some keys rattling. He's he's stuffing that brownie in his pocket, though, undoubtedly, as he's going out the door, right? Uh, All right, Conference USA football this weekend, and we know that millions of you around the world uh, depend on us to tell you how to bet your money. (laughs) That's a joke. Uh, And so we do Conference USA picks every Friday afternoon, and uh, we'll go to the ringleader, uh, Luke Johnson, to set it up.
0: Halloween slate tomorrow, guys. Five games in Conference USA starting tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern UTSA at Florida Atlantic. FAU is a four-point favorite. And if you're a Southern Miss guy, you want to pull for the Owls. UTSA, only one loss in the conference. Need another loss, but they are a four-point dog going into Boca Raton. Kelly Center.
1: Yeah, you know, the Massey ratings still has FAU as the second – the second best team in conference USA. I just I don't buy that. No. Uh, and, but but they are a four point you know favorite at home. But I I just something tells me that the Roadrunners are going to win that game on the road. I'm I'm going to take uh, probably against the grain, but I'm taking the Roadrunners.
2: You on know, on the road. I, I've watched them play a couple of games this year, and they've they've looked pretty competitive, even in games that they've lost. So I'm with you, Kelly. I I think Texas San Antonio beats Florida Atlantic.
0: I'm going the other way, guys. I think that FAU has a better defense than what they've, they've heard. They, they kept Charlotte in check, and Marshall, they only uh, gave up 20 points to Marshall. And uh, that was a game on the road at Marshall. So uh, they've played the, the best team in the conference pretty well. I am cheering for the Eagles by cheering for the Owls, and the Roadrunners are uh, going to lose tomorrow down in Boca Raton. All right, uh, 6 o'clock kick, uh, Charlotte. At Duke up in Durham, North Carolina, uh, Charlotte trying to get some uh, bragging rights in-state against the Blue Devils. Duke is a 10-point favorite in this one. Kelly? Yeah, Duke,
1: I, I just can't figure Duke out. I mean, one week they look really, really good, and the next week they stink to high heaven. Um, you know, if this was an ACT test, I would take Duke yeah. <laughs> going away. Um, and Charlotte's got a little bit of spunk in them, but I... I'm going to assume that Duke is going to be on its game this week. I'll take the Blue Devils.
2: Yeah, I like Duke myself. I like their coach. I think he's a really good coach. And uh, Conference USA teams, let's just be honest, they don't do very well when they leave the conference. So I'm, I'm going with the Blue Devils.
0: Yeah, I'll go with Duke, too, just probably a little better athlete there, but the, they won't win by much. I think you know, Will Healy will have the 49ers prepared, but Duke will win in a close one. 9-15 on ESPN out in Provo, Utah. It's a, a late kick because of the Mountain West uh, time zone. Western Kentucky at BYU. Kelly?
1: Yeah, I think BYU playing just about every Conference USA school this year. Um, So it's not just winning games, that they've been beating the stew out of people. And I think that trend uh, continues. Western Kentucky's just not very good, you guys. And and BYU is really good, uh, particularly out there in that higher air. So I look for BYU to win uh, the prohibitive favorite, uh, four
2: touchdowns. Uh, They have actually, uh, not to use a pun since Luke's at a restaurant, they feasted on Conference uh, USA. And, you know, the, the high air is always good, Kelly, so I'm going with BYU.
0: BYU has beat Louisiana Tech and UTSA this year. They are a thirty and a half point favorite. They'll cover tomorrow against Western Kentucky. Uh, big game tomorrow. This is at two thirty out in Ruston, Louisiana. UAB four and two, two and zero in conference USA. At Louisiana Tech three and three, two and two in conference USA. Kelly,
1: because it means that it's you know um, turn out the lights. The party's over for La Tech if they lose. I know they're the underdog, but I just just think Louisiana Tech finds a way, even if it's the last-second field goal. I think Louisiana Tech will beat UAB. Uh,
2: This is another coach I'm very impressed with. These are two really good coaches in that game, but I really like the coach at uh, UAB, and I think the Blazers find a way to win on the road.
0: Again, I'm picking because I'm picking for the Eagles. Louisiana Tech will upset UAB at home, and UAB a 13-point favorite. Bulldogs will win it. All right, tomorrow, 2 p.m., ESPN3, Jason Baker, Dustin Allman on the call, as well as John Cox, and uh, Lee Roberts. Southern Miss leads the all-time series 6-4 and and have won the last five straight. Kelly, Eagles a a a point-and-a-half favorite against Rice. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I
1: think that's the safest bet of the day Uh, on the board. I I just really, you know, like Quasimodo said, call it a hunch. I I think Southern (laughs) Miss wins big tomorrow. I really do. I I just don't think Rice is that good.
2: I think Rice is just what Southern Miss needed, a game against Rice. And so I do think the Eagles pick up their second win of the season.
0: Couldn't say it better. I think Southern Miss gets what they need tomorrow. They'll finish two and one and be tied for first place in the West. Real quick from Sully's, they want to let you know Gulfport got postponed because of COVID and some hurricane stuff, but the Gulfport location for Sully's will be open spring 2021.
2: All right. Our thanks to Sully's for having us down there today. Kelly, thanks for chipping in the whole hour. We'll be back Monday at one o'clock with Dick Vogel. Until then, Southern Miss.
0: To the top. To the top